Howdy CEOs and welcome to Pair Talks Prun, a prosperous universe podcast aimed at delivering you a little bit of entertainment, knowledge and insight into the happenings of the prosperous universe universe. I'm your host C-Pair and today we have a new co-host uh, by the name of Lex. He was in our last podcast and uh, enjoyed him so much that brought him back and really excited that he is here today. So we got a fantastic, fantastic episode. Um, lots of cool topics and lots of cool discussions that we are going to be having today. Um, one of the first things that we kind of were going to bring up was the weather report. So for the weather report today, we were kind of deciding on sort of what would be, you know, what would be the thing that would be our topic of discussion. And because me and Lex are both in the fuel market, we were like, okay, well, we could talk about the price of fuel. <laughs> but then we were like, you know what, let's bring up something else that's that's kind of relevant to everybody else. And so today we're actually going to be chatting a little bit about uh, sort of a segment we've titled what to do with H2O, whether you want to do either rations or if you want to do drinking water based on the price of rations rations or the price of drinking water in relative to the price of H2O. So what can I tell you about drinking water? One of the best best starts in the game, in my opinion, that's like I found that if I if I could do this tomorrow, I would. Like this is how I'd do it is I would go into exclusive drinking water on Etherwind. So I'm in Etherwind. I have an Etherwind base right now making me $47,000 a day. And anybody can do it. It's extremely easy. So what you need to do... sound like a sales pitcher. <laughs> it's extremely easy. Anybody can do it. Okay, so this is it. You get the slap chop together. Slap. <laughs> um, but anywho, so talking a little bit about Etherwind and what we do there is it is... I found it to be... I think it's either... Uh, just bear with me two seconds. I'm pulling up the Prunner right now as I speak. And I believe I know the ratio. Two seconds here. So the ratio is about what is it? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pull down all the way. I know the ratio at one point. I knew it like off the top of my head because I had to figure out the calculation for my base. Ah, it's a one to two ratio. Essentially, it's a one to two ratio. So you do two rigs. Okay, so this is your setup: two rigs, a pumping out H two O, and one food processor. That gets you fifty five drinking water a day and eight. H2O, but you don't really care about that. You can consume four rations and a little bit of overalls. So that's $4,000 a day, right? You're like, well, that's not, you know, that's tough, right? But then all of a sudden, what you need to do to multiply that, you go into the like shopping cart here and you just start pumping in these numbers. So then like, I'm like, okay, so I need, let's pretend I do another like setup. So I do four rigs and two food processors, okay? So this is another type of math that I've kind of started doing on top of my calculations is like, how really easy would this be for a new player, right? To like, to actually start expanding. So if you wanted to do that, okay, so let's go back, right? Let's, let's take a step back here. So $4,000 a day, right? And you have to get the rations and the overalls, essentially, and the fuel, right? For your ship, right? So if you wanted to expand and double your operation to 8,000, and that's, but drinking water, that's off of, uh, I actually didn't do the price bypass. Let me do a quick buy, uh, price bypass on that. Bear with me two seconds. 
Oh, I actually did do a price bypass. Okay, this is the price bypass. So essentially what I've done is said that it caught, yeah, so it is about $4,000 a day in profit. But then what you do to, to double that essentially, uh, is it actually exponential? Let me take a look here. I'm not too sure if it's a linear relation or not. Uh, it's not. <laughs> it is linear. <laughs> so 8000 <000. laughs> So for $8,000 a day, what you need to do essentially is get 128 MCG, 3 BBH, 3 BDE, uh, 27 BSE, and that's it. So that right there, I mean, how fast can, how fast can you get that expansion, Lex? No, I mean, that's pretty easy for most people. For, for anybody who like, hasn't got a money, that's pretty fast. The 3 BD, B, B, BBH you need, the uh, 3 BDE you need. So that right there, you can get that in two days, essentially. And then the 27, like, so to double, and then you, and then from there, you can build this base. It's like a, it's like a slinky you, or like a spring. You can just, like, you can have this base up and running and exponentially increase your production. Uh, I would say it would take somebody a month. You can have a fully kitted out base making yourself $47,000 a day in a month if you just started from nothing. So how many rigs and food processors are we talking? Just curious. Uh, that is 22 rigs. So 22 rigs and 12 food processors. And that will net you. Here, I'll show you. And then I'll type in 22. That'll net you. So I had, okay, it was at 1.47. That's a number I had my head. 40, so 41. So $41,000 is what it's making me right now. And I'm making 644 drinking water, consuming 44 rations and five overalls. Yeah, I'm looking at the numbers. It's certainly, it's certainly uh, doable. Yeah. Now, now the basis of that is what's the drinking water selling at for that to be profit that profitable? Seventy five dollars, and that's oh, what is that based off of? That is based off of something. Bear with me two seconds. That is based off of taking a look at the charts here. Do 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 do. I like these new screens I got set up. <laughs> Help me a lot. Uh, CI1 prices. Because it's near the CX. Uh, it's near the CI1 CX. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, so, dude, so dude, this is what I'm doing on Easterwind right now. This is what oh, I got. So it's In a month, me... nobody will get this. You realize you just, you just took away your entire profit. I'm teasing a little bit. What do you mean? There. Well, because the this is always the problem. And this, this is an interesting thing about the conversation. The moment somebody else figures this out. No, you, you, you my drinking water told, empire will never fail. <laughs> you just gave everybody in the game a reason to just create the biggest glut of drinking water known to man. Now, no, everybody's you know, prices are on the rise. What are you talking about? It's fine. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's obviously in a short term. It's going to be pretty good. It'd be interesting to see how well it does. Okay, let's let's. Okay, right now, right now, the average price on all drinking water sits at about. I'm going to give you a nice estimate of seventy bucks. Okay, the average price right now is seventy bucks. So let's say I go to seventy. Okay, so seventy, and let's so that's thirty-eight thousand. Now let's go. Let's just pretend it does do the thing that I like. So what was its lowest recent? Okay, whew, that's low. Uh. Let's say that the average was 43. Okay, so the average low is 43. So 21,000. Yeah, I mean, it's still manageable. Like, let's just say that it goes to its glut. Its glut for some, what's the, what's the lowest? 
average lowest here. Looking, I think it's this one. So let's say that goes down to thirty bucks because that's the lowest I've seen it. In in the last, so I have these charts up uh, podcast that are essentially showing me the candlestick charts for 180 days in the game right now and on a three day sort of uh, basis here. So I get to see kind of like all the price data for every single uh, unit of drinking water here. And so the lowest it's ever been, like period on all four uh, uh, one markets has been 30 bucks. And so uh, the net profit will be $12,000 a day. Now, yeah, funny enough though, think, oh, well, no, that's not going to be. So here's the thing. It, it makes $19,000 a day at $30. So it makes $19,000 a day. But the thing is, is the rations aren't really also going down. So we're, we're always thinking that if drinking water goes down, rations go down, right? Um, I don't know if that's actually the case. I don't know if that actually is the case. Is that the case? doesn't seem like they're correlated <laughs> it does not seem like the same correlation i'm seeing with uh rations has a slightly different setup right yeah yeah it really does <laughs> yeah, i'm looking at the two charts and i'm like oh yeah like it's very obvious the drinking water goes down and then it went up and it's like you go over to uh you go over to rations and it's just like a squiggle it's just like it's kind of like it's done its own thing it's funny how some of the rations markets, I'm looking at these things. So this is the first time podcast that I'm looking at these things. And like, I look at like uh, the NC1 market and IC1 market and it's like prices really never change. And then you go to like AI1, and, like it's just like all over the place. It's almost like it's near a bread basket or something like that. I do think it'll be interesting to see now that you've brought it out, just how the market reacts right this is because the opportunity this is sort of the great theory of the game you've just basically created an opportunity you told everybody hey, it's a beautiful opportunity and ether wind is of the you know goldilocks zones it's one of the i mean there's a couple others just looking at pruner that are theoretically better but they're farther away and have some other negatives but you know you've picked sort of this big water planet with lots and lots of water production and then essentially saved, you've bypassed the fact that it's got really crappy fertility and you've essentially put all of your effort into producing drinking water and you found an opportunity. How long will that opportunity last now that people are aware of it? That's like, well, 30 question. bucks though, dude, consider that for a second. Like, uh, so, yeah, so, so you get the entire community to go after this prop, this thing, right? Um, like, I don't think we're going to see a major drop to 20 bucks. Like, and what's the worst thing that happens? Here, let's go with this. Let's go worst case scenario. Worst case scenario. Whereby drinking water crashes across all markets. Goes down to like 10 bucks. 10 bucks. So if I'm making 10 bucks a unit, it just crashes. Like, okay, I'm actually losing money at that point. <laughs> so let's say that's that what you just sell the water. <laughs> well, funny enough. Much. Here, let's just, let's I actually, you know what's very interesting Bear with me two seconds here. Is I actually want to find... Oh, I don't know how to find... Uh, Where would I find that? Just a sec here. So I'm going to Consumable Basics. Drinking water chart. No, orders. That's what I wanted. Orders. There we go. So the market makers uh, stop at 19 bucks. So the market maker will sell, will buy, will sell it. So at 19 bucks, I'm still making 6,000 bucks. Oh, I'm making 6,000. That number sounds familiar. So it is, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying don't do it. In fact, if, if 
I gotta look to see if I want to do it. Right? This is a natural question. I'd say but, right now, uh, do it. Like, dude, think about it. You're still making six thousand bucks at nineteen dollars. And here's the best part of it all: is that like, if drinking water is really cheap, I, I would almost dare say, get ready, get ready for like one of the most hottest takes you're gonna ever hear in your entire life. Okay, get ready. Ready? Drinking water, the relationship, the, the 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 price of drinking water and the price of rations combined, let's say that there's like an average, okay, between the price of drinking water and the price of rations. There's like an average between this. I'm gonna make this chart. I'm actually gonna make this chart and then show you and show podcast next time what's happened with it. But essentially this indicates the speed of investment. This indicates I in the economic velocity formula. You following? I don't know the, I mean, obviously it's some number. I don't know <laughs> what that is. You're, you're talking to someone who's not familiar with that thing. So you have to, I'll give you a wonderful opportunity to inform our listeners. <laughs> but like, but it, it shows, so, okay. So essentially, no, no, no. You're actually very, you actually, I'm actually talking about something you talked about already. Okay. okay. So you talked last podcast about the fact that, the newcomer experience needs improvement, right? And that sometimes it's like, uh, and this is not your words, this is kind of my paraphrase essentially, but it's sort of like entering a video game in like the sand dunes and you don't get much and you have to trudge through the Sahara Desert to get to the like jungle and that's the actual game, right? And so that's kind of what I'm talking about when I'm talking about investment because what will happen in the economy when we talk about macroeconomics right? In these models, we sort of talk about like households, governments, firms, foreign investment. And one of the other things we talk about is how investment affects all this other stuff. So essentially, it's like, if we want, and that's, that's what we talk about that economic model. Let me pull it up here. Bear with me two seconds. Click call Mac economic model. Get ready. Pulling out the macroeconomics. I thought we'd get to macroeconomics at like episode 45, but uh, we're already there. We are already there. Macroeconomics, cyclical macro. Oh, no, I need a financial. That's what I need, a financial macroeconomic model. There we go. No, that's not it. <laughs> no, okay, it's uh, sure. Yes, let's go with this. This is close enough. Yes, this is this is how I remember it. But essentially what happens is, um, so interest rates. So the interest rate really affects what people invest, right? So if all of a sudden you wanted the economy velocity, the money the money to go faster in the economy, right? If you wanted the money to go faster in the economy, what you need to do is you need to increase the interest rate, right? Or decrease. Sorry, you need to decrease the interest rate. So you get people to de- so you decrease the interest rate all the way down to the very bottom, right? And then what will happen is people will start investing in companies, right? So you'll see, uh, you'll see investment happen, and then these companies will grow, right? And then we'll see the money, the velocity increase. That will go to a few things. Uh, it'll go to households, but it'll also go to like import-export, right? So you increase the velocity. If you want to decrease the velocity of money, you increase the interest rates so that people save their money, right? So they, so they store it themselves in the bank. And keep it for themselves, right? So that's how you decrease the money supply, like the active money supply. That's one thing how you do it is you actually decrease the active money supply. 
as well as you decrease the actual like nominal, right? That's actually what a lot of what we talk about is like nominal versus real inflation, right? So, oh, <laughs> I feel I'm coming out of like an kind of macroeconomic haze just now. <laughs> it's like, where, where was I for a second? <laughs> um, but am I making sense so far? Am I making sense? You are. You are. Okay. And it actually leads to an interesting question I'll bring later during. I'll, I'll ask you during our last segment. Okay. A so, question about the setup and we'll see what you think. <laughs> so, but what, what this shows, what this shows is that when, so if we did have lots of enablers, like these, these massive ether wind water mills, <laughs> think of it like that right if we had if we had a lot of these things what okay i'm, I'm gonna make it very simple okay and I, I don't mean to belittle anybody here but i'm gonna make it very very simple and i'm gonna ask you very simple questions okay so if all of a sudden ether wind got a whole bunch of drinking water people what would happen to the price of drinking water the area would go down right yep and it would go down it would go down for a lot of reasons, but one of the big one is that you're seeing two things. I would say maybe you're even saying three things. You're seeing, you're seeing, like day one pair. You're seeing three month pair, and you're seeing now pair. Okay, and what I mean by that is that somebody. So what you've just described is going to happen. So what somebody's about to do is somebody's joining the game. They've listened to our podcast, right? They join the game and they're like, "Oh wow, pair was talking about going to Etherwind instead of drinking water." Boom, that's day one pair. So somebody becomes that, right? They become a day one drinking water producer, right? So are they really going to affect the market that much? Maybe, maybe not. But yes, if a lot of them come on board, if all of a sudden they grow exponentially, like I say, yeah, we'll see that. But then it'll kind of die down, right? Because as the price drops, people will drop off, right? But one of the other things is that a lot of these like second base players are also listening to our podcast or even third base players. They're like, I'm on my third base. What should I do? And I say Etherwind and they go to Etherwind and set up as well. That right there is we're going to see a lot of effect happen to the price of drinking water, right? So the price is going to, because people can set these things up really quickly, right? So we actually might see, I'm not concerned about, funny enough, I'm not really, all this to say the TLDR, I said I was going to be simple, probably not. The TLDR is what I'm saying is that essentially I'm not worried about day one players. Day one players, they got a month ahead of them before they're even close to going exponential, I would say. So they got a month ahead of them. But day two player, like like month two players or month three players, they could set up tomorrow and really affect the price of water really quickly, right? Because all they need to do is like invest and then boom, right? They get this base set up, right? And so they're, they will affect their drinking water price significantly. But so what I'm saying, though, is that if drinking water is low, that means that lots, lots of people are invested in it, making a profit and, and rations as well. If rations is low, people are making rations. There's lots of investment happening. It's good. Right. And people don't need as much rations as well. That's another thing. Right. These liquidity traps. Right. People don't need these resources much anymore. The price drops. Right. And that's because lots of investment is happening. Right. So lots of profit is coming out of this and going into these investing things. Right. Um, I think that's really it. Like, I have explained it well, maybe, but like, I, I hope you get the general gist of it. I, I do. I'm curious because, the, you know, one of the things that will happen, and I'm sure other players have thought about it, is it's the great question Will there be a change in the market as a reflection? of this discussion. And I think this would be one of those great, you know, 
We'll see in a couple months. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll sign this so that we. Yeah. Uh, this is yeah. uh, September twenty second. We are going to do a study. Because <laughs> I get do back think... to you in month one, month two, and month three. <laughs> yeah, it, it really gets down to you know deeper question about the end game. Is is this? We're talking about cash, right? I mean, that's this is a cash building thing. Uh, we're just getting something to dump it in a market, get money. Right? That's that's the whole thing you're doing with it as opposed to some other alternatives around you know, building towards anything complex or making more ships or creating some sort of deep infrastructure. None of this does that. I mean, this is just get a bunch of stuff in the market and sell it. So first topic, <laughs> what to do with H2O? Man, we should have come up with some sort of rhyme right, for this one, but uh, dang it. Uh, rations or drinking water? I know that we actually already started kind of, I think it was Etherwind. Etherwind was our problem. As soon as I talked about Etherwind, that was the moment the entire conversation went downhill. But um, essentially, um, Etherwind, it does. It has an exponential scale on the food processor and the farm or the rig. And um, once that you make about $4,000, you can make $8,000 and it's on a linear scale, right? So it's exponential on the rigs. And, well, it's actually linear on the rigs and the food processors as well. And if you build everything, you make about 41,000 right now. So that's, that is a strategy uh, right now. Do you do any farming right now, rations-wise, uh, Lex? So the only farming I do is fin-based. The fin-based? Okay. Yeah. For all the fin farmers. Yeah, a bunch of fin yeah, farmers. Yeah, all the fin farmers to the point where I... It's if like, anybody's wondering who's supplying the fin, it's us, just to let you know. <laughs> there's it's like, who supplies the fin? It's us. There's a plan for that, but no, I... It's given me an understanding of the market because obviously it really has, yeah, yeah. So I understand, you know, how to, how to make them. I I think you know my answer to that question is it's a complexity. So the biggest problem with rations is you, it's a it's an extra stage, essentially, right? Whereas, eh, to some degree, yeah. The drinking water is a natural. Just say convert H two O to drinking water. You're done. One of the weird things they did, and I, I would love to understand their thinking, was they seem to have complicated the food products thing. Like, it's just all kinds of things you can make. And I, I don't fully, I have yet to grasp why you would make one thing over the other other than just some formula, maybe. But you make this intermediate food product, and then you turn that into something else, right? So there's a little extra stage there, which I think weakens some of the value proposition unless each stage this is the thing i don't have like rations sell for a little more but they almost kind of have to right but i don't know if the this is maybe something we could discuss i don't know if the extra value of selling rations overcomes the extra resourcing you have to do because it's easy to make it's easy just easier to make drinking water and it also Here, seems i can to be, actually speak to that did you yeah. ever actually make rations ever Period. I've not. I've not made rations. I have only made. Things. So I can actually speak to that experience. So you're actually interviewing me here a little bit because I can actually speak to that experience I had, whereby I was making rations for um, myself, and it was fairly okay. But you're right. There is the experience where one of the like. So there's a recipes. I can't find. There, I, maybe there's a perfect recipe out there. And, and if everybody knows the perfect recipe, let me know. But essentially all recipes had like a 12 ratio and three ratios, right? And you couldn't exactly get the ratio perfect, right? And so all of a sudden you'd be overburdened with a bunch of 12 ratio 
agricultural product. And then all of a sudden you'd have a bunch of beans or nuts and then beans again and, and back and forth, right? Or like uh, maize. That was the other one. So maize or beans, right? Um, that was the biggest problem that I faced. You're right. So there is this like thing that you have to keep on figuring that recipe out exactly, right? And then produce rations. But it was pretty profitable. I will give it that. So it's pretty profitable. And also drinking water. Drinking water also fluctuated. That was the other thing that fluctuated as well. So Yeah, to me that's, that's my I experience. <laughs> Doing that's, it. That's my real question is like is is the extra cost of creating the rations worth the slightly better prices? And I will I, say I it's it's more here ah, let's go this direction. Ah, you know what? Okay, you're right. It is harder. It is harder, but one of the benefits somebody could argue is that although it's harder, you're more active in the game. What do you mean? Like, explain what you mean, Chris. So, like, you got to figure out like this ratio because this ratio you always got to kind of baby this ratio. Like, so with drinking water, it's like set and forget, right? You could just like, okay, I got my food processor to produce drinking water, right? And the rig is doing the H2O, right? And that's that's it. You just keep repeating that recipe and over and over again. But with the with the farms, you need to figure out that kind of crop rotation. And that it doesn't I never got it right. I never got it right and I was I had to continually come back to that and fix the recipe formula. I, I am never a person who argues for that kind of game design. That's fiddly. I used my gaming used to call that just fiddly mechanic, right? It's yeah. just more steps to achieve the same thing. That that kind of mechanic is good when the additional steps lead to a better outcome or a more interesting thing. All you're really doing is adding a step to get to something you're gonna sell or use. It's it's not there's nothing about rations versus drinking water that makes me go, wow, there's rations are just so much cooler. Like I just, I really want to do rations because they're cool. Whereas drinking water isn't cool because it's simpler. So to me, that's just a fiddly mechanic. And I, so I wouldn't argue that that's an advantage. Fair enough. I mean, you're you're right. You're not wrong. In what you're like, you're truthful in what you're saying. It's just, I think if people were like, this game is kind of like I just, it's an idler, right? Like it's brainless. I don't have to think about anything. Drinking water would be that versus rations. Would you not agree? Yes, but I would argue that the more interesting thing is maybe the next level. Like, give give people more interesting problems than that one. That's that's a that's a fiddly problem that doesn't sure. really get you anywhere. So to me, to me, complexity in a game goes where the rewards of. And and I'm not going to shoot anybody down who loves doing that for a living. Okay, that's your thing. Do it. It's not something that I recommend as a game mechanic. I. I I think in some ways, you know, like really great game design has this amazing ability to have like a very small number of ideas very well executed versus a whole bunch of crazy ideas. Now there's there's you know there's there's design philosophy discussions. I'm, this is more of a there's a little opinion based here. But I do think that I'd rather people be thinking about tier two and tier three and how to upgrade and how to scale up to more interesting things than whether or not spending hours trying to tweak the formula for the exact perfect way to get one more ration in. Like I just, to me, that's, that's not really benefiting the game. That's just brain power being spent on something. That doesn't now, like I said, opinion, 
other people may really love it and they do great i mean just that then they've created something interesting but uh you know to me the interesting problems in this game are a lot more like how do you get all your products sourced to a location and built and scaled and sold those are interesting problems so if we were to put a nail in this coffin right now would you say then that produce or produce drinking water i I wouldn't say that because i don't because here's the question is there i'm one of those people that's like what is my cost to do my am i going to get enough extra benefit from scaling that is am i going to produce more rations because i'm looking at the rations formula and the one thing i will say is that you get 10 from three inputs i'm trying to figure out if if you're better off getting more farms and getting more base inputs and getting rations and because to me it's just which is more profitable and more trouble the fiddly bit's just annoying but when you get past the fiddly bit is it, are you making more money with rations? Is is it really a beneficial thing to do? This I'd is, say um, you're making equal amounts, really, at the end of the I, day. Then I would go with simpler. That's to me, save reducing a step in my supply and 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 my repair chain and my thinking chain. Yeah, you're thinking. When I was just gonna say your brain yeah, space. Yeah. yeah, my brain space. Then then I would go with a simpler idea. And because, like I said, whether I have rations or drinking water is not what this game is about. That's just that's something you need to do. But to me, they're both equally important in the sense that you have to have a certain amount of it and you have to supply it. And so I would go with the one that's easier to supply if they're equally valuable. That's just my take. It's me. Well, and I just did, uh, I just did um, Harmonia because I did this on Harmonia. So I did this Harmonia base and essentially it was a 9-9 setup like you had before and then we switched it to Fem. But back then I had the 9-9 setup all ready to go and I was doing... Uh, so ugh, yikes. Um, so essentially, okay. If we're going, are we going off of how much money I'm making? Well, I money would be the first one. The second okay, one becomes so. Difficult I did the really. max setup, max set for rations, and I'm making eighteen thousand. Okay. Comparatively to the drinking water setup, which is like forty-one thousand. Oh, then, then that yeah. You know, under that circumstances, you're wasting your time going yeah. with rations. So, yeah. hmm, interesting. And yeah, simpler. There easier you go. To We've kind of decided it. <laughs> and like, and that's not really off of like H, like even like H two O prices. Okay, we were talking. Okay, let's go back a step here because we kind of missed a step where we were actually talking about in relation to H two O prices. Here, I'm going to do a quick price override on H two O. So I'm going to go H two O price override. And let's go with the price. Okay, so the price of H2O right now is 18. Let's go, like, let's say it's low 18. Okay, 18 bucks. You make the 18, you make the 18,000. Now I'm going to do it on Etherwind because I'm cool like that. And oh, I, and I don't actually, it doesn't cost me any H2O. So right there, bing bada boom, we have our answer. We have our definitive answer. Does that make sense? Good discussion. Uh, Because do you understand though? I think I do. Yeah. I mean, it's, it it reminds me one time I I, uh, had a, we did this whole complicated problem and like the, the simple answer turned out to be the, yeah. It's always funny when you you get, end up with an easy answer after a whole lot of thinking. No, but it's, it's just interesting. Like that is actually just that obvious that drinking water is better to do right now. 
But I mean, there could be a point where rations get really expensive, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. But th- but this gets into a whole like problem with the the difficulty of retooling, right? It, it's if if you get in this imbalance, I will say one thing that's kind of nice about this particular supply chain is that there's pretty easy tier two and tier three versions of these things. So it is actually easier to retool these production lines than like you can't get out of fuel. Like you can switch to FF or SF, but you're stuck, right? There's nothing else you can do. Here, if, if, if rations end up being in imbalance, you, you can move up to another higher grade of material if you can sell yeah. it, right? So, so there is some flexibility there of choosing, but it, it's the old... Like I said, it's not, I think it's less of an issue for really experienced players, but just having your machine sit around doing nothing and paying on them is just painful, right? And, and so it's one of those, you know, you, you, you kind of commit when you build a base. Yeah. Not, and, and that committing. No, right. Yeah, I mean, I know that there's some scenarios where there's a little more flexible, but in a lot of ways you're committing when you build a base. And so you're kind of in that business, hell or high water, and, until you just decide you're out of it. Yeah. Obviously, well, I hate to say it. one of the things as well, though, is drinking water fluctuates to good prices, like very good prices, while rations typically just stay the same. So it's like, it's like you could ask, we, you could listen to this podcast two months from now and be like, oh, I'm still making the same profit, but drinking water, I could have made this much profit, right? Because drinking water does change quite a bit, actually, comparatively. And that's, you know, to me, simpler and more profitable is not a hard choice. Yeah. I just, there you go, obviously. folks. Pear and Lex recommend drinking water. <laughs> we did the math for you, so you don't have to. 